everyone, and welcome to the first Spooky Burrito of 2021. If you're new here, my name is Haz, and Jordan, the spookiest man, back from the dead, the undead boy, returns. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. He's how's here. That, how's that feel? I'm but back. he refused to pop his spooky collar to join me. I'm not just, brave enough for that, man. He's not brave that enough for a collar bold pop. fashion choice. It's a bold, as if the white, white, white jacket wasn't enough. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, like you said, this is my lab coat. And then I was like, right, I'm going to have to wear it for the spooky now just because it's kind of like my spooky lab coat. Don't show anyone that's got like button-up pockets because it clearly no. isn't a lab coat if it's you only see that. Got, it's only got one button-up pocket. Just one for the asymmetrical. Is it? Is it like a white denim jacket? Uh, kind what of. material is it? It's cotton. It's organic cotton. This isn't a spooky <laughs> chat, Jordan. This isn't a <laughs> Sorry, spooky chat. Organic Sorry. isn't spooky. So today, on the first episode of the Halloween season, we are going to be discussing liminal spaces and the back rooms later on. Now, between the bustling hub of our world, between the edges of civilization, are liminal spaces. A liminal space is defined in nature as a place of transition, a holding pen between two states. If you've ever found yourself in an empty hotel hallway, a shopping mall at night, or a desolate gas station hours before dawn, you've experienced the liminal. These places seem to dwell on a sensory threshold. Okay. Nice. Thanks, that, man. That needs like a uh, an inception. Bwah! Bwah! At the end, yeah, like a good liminal it really bwah. Does. So what I thought would be good for this episode is if we went through real spaces imaginary spaces, so which is like virtual ones in games or ones in artwork that we've seen or photographs that were floating around. And then maybe at the end, some miscellaneous ones as well. Yes. So what do you know, J-Man, about the liminal spaces? Let's start with real things, first of all. So liminal spaces, uh, usually when people have like a weird feeling about Mm -hmm. being somewhere. So it's usually places that are just like empty AF. Yeah. So empty. It's like they've not got a focal point, almost. If you know what I mean. There's nothing like... There's no uh, foreground. It's all background. That's all it is. Uh, So you've got stuff like long, empty hallways. You've Mm -hmm. got, like, schools at night repeating things. Like, use of petrol stations. It's uh, at night. Anything where you just feel a bit ill at ease on your yeah, own you feel a little bit off like there's something not quite right and it's something i've noticed from like pictures of real places or places that i've been to it always seems to be that it's when people have em- like take for example like um an empty hospital or a school at night time like we just said then yeah it's always like things have been moved to a point where they wouldn't usually rest so, like, there's always a chair out in the middle of somewhere where it shouldn't usually be that where its function isn't served. Yeah, and that's the the thing, isn't it? Is that none of these buildings, that none of their functions are being met because yeah. they're empty. It's yeah, really exactly. It's really weird. It shouldn't be like that. 
It shouldn't. It shouldn't. And like one one of my favourites, and like the first one that comes to mind in in my head when I think about it, is hotel hallways. Like you said, like long hotel hallways, and it's because they always have like the repeating doors all the way down, and the only thing that's different is just the number, and the carpet is the same with that weird beige pattern all the <laughs> way down for miles. And it, I don't know if you've ever crossed paths with someone in a hotel hallway. Even that feels weird. Yeah, it, it's like, obviously, the, especially in England, I don't know what it's like in every other country, there's this social thing where you're like expected to be like, all right, mate, and that's it. Yeah. Or you hey, just mate. nod, but it never happens when you're in a hotel hallway. It's always no. just like you feel like you're both ghosts just going about your business. Yeah, just drifting through in a travel lodge at three in the morning <laughs> <laughs> on the way to the little chef at the end. On a holiday in a little yeah. chef, Jesus yeah. Christ. I know. A blast uh, from the past. A blast from uh, the spooky past. What's the scary in the little past. chef? Exactly. Tiny little chef. I don't what, trust him. Wasn't that I don't trust big show? chefs. Big cook, little cook. Big cook, little cook, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly he, the, the most scary of things. He, he was like the tiny, tiny yeah. little person there, wasn't he? He was, yeah. It was like a borrower who decided to, yeah. I don't know, he liked Gordon Ramsay at some point. That's a bit dangerous. You're fucking falling in a boiling pot of soup if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah. What's he going to cook? He'll end up as an entree. <laughs> Would you eat a human, a small human chef, Harrison? Yes, on sourdough, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Fucking bread. Right, move on. <laughs> Got to get into it. So one of the most famous liminal spaces, and this is the one that kind of caused the craze online, as far as I'm aware from what I could find out. Uh, it's a place called Waterworld, and there is a Waterworld near you, where you live. <laughs> it's right near my office, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful place. It's got a slide that is a UFO where you drop into the top and spiral around like one of those penny things and drop out the bottom into a pool. Oh, that sounds dangerous. It is. I've never been on it. It's pretty cool, though. <laughs> I was a child just like, I am not that risk averse. Well, that's the thing. I remember like standing there. My dad was like, come on, we'll both go on. And I was like, no, dad. And then he was like, right, I'll go on and show you it's safe. And then I was stood there and I heard and like, it came out oh! in a neck brace. And then, like, he dropped out into the pool underneath. <laughs> and I was like, I am definitely not going on that. Yeah. Yeah, so the one that, that made it famous is actually the one up in, I think it's near Edinburgh. I think it's up in Scotland. I know that. And Hi, Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Shout out to you. Hopefully we'll have <laughs> you back soon. Um, yeah, so it's it got closed down for structural problems. And someone took right. a photo of this swimming pool with all the slides and everything, but the water was still in there. And obviously it was like weirdly still and in such a large space with all this like structural girders across the top, it just gave this really eerie, weird feeling. And this was in, I think it was 2015 it actually got posted on um, 4chan was the first place that yeah. I found it mentioned. And then that was when people started to go out looking for places and like we said gas stations at night that's that's one for me i've i've stopped driving home you know from say we were doing a night shoot for a, a tv show i remember stopping on the way back from where was i i was up north of newcastle so i was on the way back it was a long drive back and i remember stopping by the side of the motorway and it was just like completely dead and fields around you and it was that image of like just the the lights coming down that are so bright that you can't see out of the gas station. Yeah. And you sort of feel like there's something moving around you. It feels a bit like Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. That got that no no, I was gonna say that got a HD remake or whatever. 
re- like today or the day before. Oh really? That, we'll move on. I didn't know it came out. Funny because that's that's yeah. a bit about liminal spaces as well. It is. Tell us about it. What do you know of it? What do I know of what? Just like where have Alan you been in, li- in liminal spaces? <laughs> like, have you been to a gas station in the middle of the night? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, it, it's weird because I never knew whether to attribute any of those feelings or anything like that, whether it be due to something like liminal spaces, and I just didn't know the name of it, or whether it's because mm-hmm. I've seen too many horror movies. Yes, and I was like. That. This shit's a bit whack. <laughs> it's like, get me out. This is whack. Jordan, you've seen three films. I don't think you'd seen that many horror films. <laughs> All of them horror films? No. All. Um, yeah, the, the sort of, I always just attributed it to being something like just being eerie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, don't know if it's the same thing of like, do we see the same colours? Am I experiencing liminal whatever, liminal jank? Liminality. Or am I just like, this is dangerous as fuck. Yes. There is no one around. I could be stabbed. At any yeah, moment. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, I looked up what liminal means, and it comes from the word, the Latin word limen, which is like to transverse, like to be in a point. <laughs> it's a be- sour treat. It, it is, yes. <laughs> to be going from what was to what is. So I yeah. suppose, in terms of real places, I, a gas station is defined as liminal because it's not it a is place. It's a literal thing. It is that. because it's a stop off point between where you come from and where you're going, Cotton Eye Joe in, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Thanks, man. Um, I think the one that got to me, which is another, like, by definition, liminal space, well, more loosely, Mm -hmm. is empty schools. Because you spend 99.99% of your time there surrounded by people. Yeah, and a lot of people. if you stay late for some reason or something like that, that is the one time you'll see it. It's completely dead. And... It is literally another thing of your progressing from one part of your life to the next. That's a very good point. You're transitioning. Yeah. And it's that that place is... I suppose you could attribute it to a lot of things, but that one specifically for me, like, mm-hmm. I guess hospitals too. Do you want to take what, what that means to you? Well, hospitals creep me out in general. I don't, I don't like the medical. People know my story of the, <laughs> the ghost things. I do not like the medical. I, I do not like it, no. All those jabbings. <laughs> no, I just find it... There's something already unnerving about it because it's a, it's a literal building where you are born and where a lot of the times where you're going to die. Yeah. So it is like... It's an apex point as well as a liminal space. Yeah. Everything builds to and from that, doesn't it? It's or a spawn point to. and a death box. To and fro, from and to. <laughs> Swinging like the pendulum. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, another one I, I've mentioned here is is cinemas. Like, what, that's one for me that I've always attributed as with the weird feeling of liminality. Like, also, I don't know if liminality is a word. It might be. It might not be. I'm going to use it, Liminal-ness. listeners. Liminal. That just doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound as cool as liminality. Liminous. Liminous. Liminous, maybe. Who knows? We'll go with either <laughs> of those. Five minutes of us trying to figure it out. <laughs> Listeners, you Liminalinous. decide. Whichever ones you want, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, so, like, you've, you know, you've, you've gone into the cinema, you've had a great time, maybe if the film is good, and then on the way out, there's this strange feeling of, like, downtime. Like, you've been so hyped in a, in a cinema, or, you know, it's had your emotions tugged, or you've been scared if it's a horror film. And then on the way yeah. out, it's the same thing with, like, the hotels with the repeating carpet and the repeating doorways. Yeah. And then now suddenly everything's quiet. Or it's the same as if you nip out from the cinema to go to the toilet while all the films are showing and there's no one around. 
And you're trying to rush. It's yeah. Like missing minutes. And the staff have like powered down behind the popcorn machine. Like <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do, no popcorn to serve. Just the sound of spinning yeah. hot dogs in the background on that little thing. Just I do find that such a weird feeling when you come out of a cinema mm. and it's like you go in and then you come like you go in when it's it's light. Yeah. And whether you come out when it's light or dark, it just feels weird as fuck. It does. It does. It's like you feel like you're time traveled. You really do. Yeah. And I suppose that shows if it's a good film or not, if it does feel like you've time traveled properly. <laughs> um, the weirdest time yeah. for me was seeing, seeing a morning film. I remember seeing... It was like the early showing of one of the new Star Wars films. Like the only ticket we could get on release was at like half eight in the morning. So we went to the it's IMAX. Like Six a.m. Yeah, and I wasn't doing that. I know some people do like the midnight <laughs> showings and stuff. Um, so we went at like eight a.m. and then you come out and it's like eleven a.m. and it's like it's lunchtime. This doesn't feel right. It. Yeah. It was. It's definitely more of an evening thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually, yeah, it usually feels that way. But I actually well, started that's the to like consensus it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I did quite quite like daytime film cinema trips now because it's usually quieter and there's not loads of dickheads in there. <laughs> yeah, no, no yeah the worst thing about cinemas is the dickheads. Yeah, I'll be is. honest with you. Yeah. There was a guy yesterday when I went, he was just coughing upwards. <laughs> like some kind of fucking sprinkler. Yeah, I was like, you know there's a pandemic, right? And he was just like, ha ha, just like straight up. <laughs> I'm glad we were a few I've, rows back. I've seen a few people do that. Yeah. Actually, you've just very... Some people just do that. Yep. They're just like, I need to clear my throat. Aiming upwards will help. It's like just becoming like a little mushroom cloud of disease. It's not like... <laughs> and maybe they're thinking they're doing something better than just like shooting it forward. You're like, at know, someone. Which is better. We need to get a scientist on to like tell us. Well, I've got a science coat. Speaking of which, one of my collars is still popped, so I'm going to put that down. That's <laughs> what I thought. How dare you. I'm sorry. Now, I put a post out on Twitter. Okay. Asking about liminal spaces and if anyone has any experiences of them. And I got a reply from Alternate Reality Radio as a DM, okay. straight to me, straight to the heart, straight to the brain. Um, they said, you suddenly found yourself in what you think is a room. However, there's no doors or windows. And I was like, what? And then he was like, and it this, appears to be filled with objects. Real vibes of, do you know the spooky door from Futurama? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the spooky door. You find yourself in a room, but it's not a room. It's not a room. The door it's is slightly ajar. It's like, what? But now we open the spooky door. <laughs> I love the way he says door on the end of it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else? It appears to be filled with objects. You try and get a grip. You try, you try and get a grip of your surroundings, but you struggle to make out what anything actually is. And then he posted that AI image showing loads of objects on what looks like a bed. You know, you can't recognize anything that's in the image. Yeah, have I you think seen that's that? apparently what it's meant to be like to like have a stroke or something. Oh, really? That's what that image is meant to be, where like you can make out shapes and stuff, but fucking none of it makes any sense. That just makes me feel even more awful than before. Oh, sorry. We can I hate that. that. No, uh, keep it in. Keep that. This is a horror episode. Keep the horror this in. Is apparent, that's apparently what it's meant to be. Or like having some form of like mental illness. Like, I don't know if it's like amnesia, like Alzheimer's or something. Oh, no, isn't but it? It's just um, like dementia. You just dis can't disassociation. Quite get it. Disassociation. You just see shapes. Maybe. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it was one of like the bad ones. <laughs> Not saying the other ones aren't bad, yeah. but one of the 
proper bad ones. One of the real bad ones. Okay. Yeah. So in, in terms of that, and that kind of ties in nicely with the next the next section. How do you think consciousness plays into liminality? It's difficult to say. I feel like a lot of it will be down to spirituality as well as consciousness. Okay. Like if you're more tired, which, you know, you, you the more tired you are, the less conscious you are, basically. I you're am barely conscious. conscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you're making less conscious decisions. Yeah. Um, I feel like the more tired you are, the more it affects you because you're, you're like, you're not quite able to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Quantify. Yeah. Good word, man. You're not, Fucking hell. You're, you're trying to make sense of it, but you don't have the brain power to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely I agree. That yeah. Something. And that, that I suppose that kind of ties into stuff like, like we were saying, if you're tired from a long drive and you stop at a gas station, that's when you suddenly become hyper aware because your senses are like, your consciousness is dimming a little bit. So everything else sort of hype, like your responses heighten a little bit. Uh, or not, not your responses, your, um, what's it called? The things that uh, you don't um, you don't control. Yeah. Oh. Um, I've got the dumb. What's happened? Where's that word <laughs> gone? I had it and it's just gone. I've, I've lost it as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. See, this your subconscious is taking over. Yeah, so like your subconscious. Um, that that's really that's something else I was talking about with uh, my dad the other day. You can pass on stupidity, and I don't mean genetics, although that's probably true. I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as we are not getting into that. Topic. No, no, no. Like if if you can't remember something, like then, like or I can't remember this actor's yeah. name, the person you're talking to catches that yeah. stupidity, and none of you can then remember it. Yeah, I find that yeah, quite I, fascinating. I that. It's like it passes between yeah. the consciousness. It's like yawning as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like contagious. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I've caught the dumb. Help, help me. No, the the reason I find consciousness is quite an interesting thing in regards to this subject is the way that consciousness is defined of being well, you're conscious of something. So when you're in a liminal space and there's nothing there, why you're conscious of the lack of it? You're conscious of the lack of anything there to realize. So. Is it that lack that makes you uncomfortable? Is it like... like... Humans are good at patterns, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm wondering if it's just like, this is missing a pattern. I don't like, this is out of the norm. Yeah, so you start, the back of your mind starts filling things in that isn't there. So whether it's the thought of being watched or you think you hear something or like an eerie nature going on around you and that's, you know... Yeah. So... <laughs> What happens then if you're drunk in a liminal space? Because you you can be to the but like drinking makes you less conscious. Mm. I'm guessing it does. It does. So what happened? I don't think I'd be that arse if I was drunk and I was looking for a liminal space. Just like ah, liminal bastard. <laughs> um, but I th- I think on a more serious note, mm. what does your brain actually do when the background becomes the foreground? You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what a liminal space is. It's when there's no foreground, only background, and the background is the foreground. Yeah. And is that why what, it makes you feel you like react? you're standing out? Because you, you feel like you're the only thing in the foreground. Yeah. I think it might be. So the the best example I've got of a liminal space, I was watching a video, I can't remember the name of the video, and I feel really, really bad, <laughs> um, is that there's basically something missing yeah, and we can't quite place like our ethereal little digits yes. on it. Yes, spooky mind you know brains. I mean? Yeah. So, like, 
the best analogy I saw was imagine there's a Lego box with its lovely artsy background, mm-hmm. which serves as like a rather a pretty bland backdrop, for whatever the focal point is. So whether it's like uh, it's a colourful, intriguing Lego item in in the Ooh, in the middle of it. Sell it to it's me. It's like a spaceship yeah. or something. <laughs> but if you remove that item, you've you've just got like a background, but they're designed with that focal point in mind. So you're left with like an empty field, or like a lifeless cityscape, or even the boundless expanse of space as we know it. Ooh. So it's a full, detailed, empty, lonely liminal space. I love it. I feel like space is the most liminal thing also. That brings me on to something else, to be fair. Ooh, segue. No worries. Have you noticed that nature isn't really liminal? Yeah, I... I s- it's only man-made. Mm. Because the man-made things are designed to have people there. That is its job. Yeah, yeah, because we design but things nature, as a function. Yeah, so someone's designed the way all these places should look, and they should be filled with people. So they're not fulfilling their purpose. But nature only exists for itself. Yeah. It only exists to keep things alive. It doesn't exist in an aesthetic way. People find aesthetics of nature beautiful and great and amazing, mm-hmm. but it's not designed for that. So I don't think I've ever been in a situation in a forest or in the hills or... I don't know, in the sky. Where when have I've you been gone, in the sky? This feels weird. I don't know. If I've jumped. <laughs> what? I've stood on the ground and I jump. I'm not on the ground anymore. I'm in the sky. Jordan's got real strong <laughs> legs, listeners. I do. <laughs> Meaty thighs. Meaty thighs. And strong calves. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything in there. I've been like, you know, it could be uneasy in the the wilderness yeah but i don't think i've ever felt like i'm in a liminal space i mm, that that's quite an interesting concept that you've sort of touched on in that when when you mentioned that nature makes things as a place to live to be alive is it doesn't have a function really and nature's just kind of there yeah, but is is All that these buildings have been specifically designed for the function of having a lot of people there? Yeah, and that's the weird thing about them though, because those places are dead without the people, where nature is alive without the people. There we go. Is that is that the liminal? Are we are we there? Have we done it? <laughs> have we, <laughs> we solved it? it? We cracked the case. <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, thank we'll, you very much. We'll, we'll take that. It in the, do they send it in the post? I hope they send I it in a burrito. <laughs> Ooh. So which do you find scarier then, touching on that then? Do you think interior spaces are more scary than exterior spaces? I think interior, because exterior, you can kind of like go in a direction and end up somewhere else. It's very difficult to be penned into an outdoor location. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if you're in a forest, you know, if you keep walking, you'll get somewhere else eventually. But if you're in like an infinite loop of an office... Yeah. Like, uh oh. Yeah. This is kind of spooky. Yeah. Exactly. Would you class another planet as liminal? Because if there's no life on it, like for the say the deserts on Mars, if you're there, that is an endless desert, whether you're it's daytime or nighttime. I don't think so. I think it would just be lonely, opposed to liminal. Because again, it doesn't have a function. It's just there. Mm. If it was designed by aliens to house a lot of aliens maybe it would be it might be because it might be yeah because if it's even though it'd be different architecture 
Maybe not, though. Maybe even if because it's different architecture, we'd have a frame of reference for it. Possibly. I feel like we really hit Jordan with a good thought that you were like, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> well, I, I try my best to be uh, objective about yeah. it. So I was like fighting with myself. I know. The, the thing that I feel like about this is that locations like offices, things like that, it's if they have no defining features except for like the location themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, all the liminal space, like offices and things you see, have got fuck all in them. They're just empty. Yeah. Um. So let's say like a bland yellowing office. There's no plants. There's no pictures. The windows are like there's no windows or anything. There's not even like a clock. Yeah. So there's nothing to inspect or for like your brain to make leaps to keep itself like occupied. Yeah, orientated. So. Mm. Let's say if you find like there's like a printer in there. Okay. A printer. Let say you've got a le- yellow office completely blank liminal, and then you've got a yeah a yellow office completely liminal, and then there's a big printer in the middle. The printer is this like modern thing which you can kind of you understand the concept of how it works. I think that keeps your brain like anchored to reality and doesn't let itself run away to scare you. Okay. Because you go, oh, this printer works in a certain way and I can open it up and I, there should be paper there. And you keep yourself busy and you keep yourself ticking over so you don't freak out. Okay. Whereas if there's nothing in these offices and it's completely blank and there's nothing, you're just like, it's just a fucking room. You freak out because there's nothing there. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Where, uh, uh, what oh, is help. this? <laughs> yeah, what if you go exactly. in, you look at the printer, you open it up, no paper, fish. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, yeah, that would probably... I don't know if I'd laugh or cry. Just stacked like paper. Just a couple of trout. <laughs> trout. <laughs> how, how big are these trout? They're, they're rainbow trout. They're pretty pretty good size. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm, I'm leaving there. Three of them? Feed a family. <laughs> they're not that big, Three rainbow trout, to be beat fair. Beat a family. Beat a family. Beat a family to death. <laughs> okay. Shall we talk about some created liminal spaces? Because as if you're, this is your first time listening, listeners, you may not know, we are a gaming podcast. In the majority, we talk about games and movies, don't we, Jordan? We do, yes. Showing off your spooky yep. bottle there. Your little... <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was thinking about it, and then you said my name, and I was like, yes, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm drinking beer and listening. <laughs> yeah, we are predominantly a video game podcast. We are, we are. We do the spooky in October. We do, and usually once a month when we can. So... I want to talk about some of the places that we might have experienced in games. And this is something that you only really see in older games, I'd say. There's been some more more modern games that have tried to look at that. Like uh, like you said, Alan Wake. That's probably one that's a lot more liminal. Yeah. Uh, the What's the game that's it's set in Alan Wake's universe? Uh, Control. Control. That's the one. I've just been playing that. That's very liminal in a lot of its offices and the offices shift around. But one of the ones that come yes. like to me straight away is like Goldeneye or Mario sixty four. Like their levels, because of how bare they they were, and like the way games were back in that generation. Like you've mentioned about the PlayStation one era games, yeah. Because the geometry is so, so like simple. Silent Hill. Yeah, like Silent Hill. Because the geometry is so simple, it feels like there should be something more there, but they couldn't put more things there because of the. You know the capabilities of the hardware yeah yeah I, I think that's what i like a lot about silent hill is that i never knew the word for it to be honest mm-hmm. but the town is completely dead yeah 
And the fo- the fog's there, obviously, for the limitation, but it kind of adds to it in that there's no one around. No. And a lot of the time, there's not even monsters. You're just walking around this dead town, and it feels really weird, like otherworldly, because you kind of are in another world. Yeah. There's, I mean, that's a, a thing you see in real life. I remember walking home at, like, four in the morning after finishing a shift at the bar, and, you know, the sun's starting to come up if it's the summer. And the town is just kind of in that weird era of tri- twilight where it's not quite night, but it's not yeah. dawn yet. Stuff's starting to get that strange blue tinge. And if it's foggy, it just really exacerbates the whole situation of creepiness. Um, yeah. You feel it. You do feel it in an empty town. I took the beer koozie off. Why'd you take the koozie off? It's a good koozie. I didn't mean, I don't know. I went to take the bottle away and I was holding it harder than I thought I was. gripping it. <laughs> I was like, I can't, oh, I can't lose this. Can't lose it. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, though. it is weird. Like that again. It's that weird middle point between real and not mm-hmm. real, or like life and death, or day and night. Yeah, because it's even in in time. Like a liminal time would be the place of whether it's the golden hour, like the time just before the sun hits that the right point for the rest of the day. Uh, there's there's an artist as well, which um, we brought we brought up uh, on our Sonic episode which is Hiroshi Nagai. I don't know if you remember me bringing him up. I do, With yeah. the art style that, that, that inspired Sonic the Hedgehog. His artwork is decidedly liminal when you look at it. It's the the okay. way things are laid out. It's Things are very spaced between themselves. It's, yeah. It's kind of Wes Anderson-y as well. Yeah, like he has... I suppose Wes Anderson and anything by Kubrick also feel quite liminal because of the way that you see symmetry in the shots. And a lot of wide-angle lenses, if, if listeners don't know what wide-angle lenses are, is it's a shorter focal length that makes a space feel larger and feel longer. Like, me and Jordan are both shooting on, like, 35mm lenses at the moment, so the camera is about this far away from us. Whereas if you had a wide-angle lens, I could be right up close to it, and the shot would feel absolutely massive. It's just the way it works. It's the camera magic. So is there anything else you want to touch Magic. on about like games or any movies that make you feel liminal? It follows springs to mind. Okay. The movie. Yes. Tell me why. Uh, because have you seen it? I've, follows? I've seen all so films. The, it follows that. as a movie <laughs> uh, is basically STDs are deadly, mm-hmm. but like because a monster comes at you. Yeah. So you have, if you have sex with someone who has this curse, then you are the, top of the list basically and then monster's gonna come kill you yeah that changes it can uh, look like anyone and it just walks it oh, just yeah. walks after but you but only you can yeah, see it that's right so it's uh it, it's a weird film but when there are like night scenes and things like that everything is quite empty apart from the monster mm-hmm. but it feels lonely at the same time anyway because the character the main character can see all these people but no one else can see this monster it's really weird. Yeah, a lot of it feels a bit too, a bit dreamscape. It does, and I, I think that's a lot of what, like the horror elements of liminality are really, because it, it feels like some kind of cosmic horror that exists outside of where we are, kind of similar to like Stranger Things, yeah. you know, like the Upside Down. Like there's something just beyond the veil of what we're existing in, whether it's like another dimension or there's something lingering around you that that that's actually a, a concept I, I touched on in um the novel that I'm working on is that things exist around you and they can always see you 
but you can never see them. Yeah. And that hor That's when it. I wrote that, it horrified me even thinking about it. I was like, oh, that is <laughs> awful. So I was like, I have to add that in. I do not like. No, no. No, I, I think you're right. It is, it's, uh, it's a horrible feeling. It kind of gets, reminds me of the, do you know, Dead by Daylight, the end. Yeah, yeah. That, my brother mentioned that, actually. Um, but saying that, though, uh, there's a level in Dead by Daylight, which is an old gas station. And it doesn't feel that liminal because it's all run down and, like, really old-fashioned. Okay. So it's basically all rusted and everything like that. So it doesn't look like it's usable. So I don't think that counts. Because you know that no one would use it because it looks unsafe and old. Right. So it, it needs and to be a place that can be used. I think so. I think that that is that's where my brain goes with it mm. anyway. It needs to be somewhere that is functional. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what places I, I deem the most liminal. Really. It 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 seems to always be empty offices for me. Yeah, a place too. where, or like, I don't know if you've ever left a shopping mall at night. If you've ever gone to the cinema at nighttime in a shopping mall, like at the Trafford Centre, for example, if you get the last showing of a film and then you have to walk back through the shopping mall to the car park when everything is closed, there's something really odd about that as well. The way your feet echo off the floor in such a, a large room where there's usually yeah. so much noise and so much ambience of people bustling around into shops going on with their you know I don't know if you ever heard of the word sonder have you heard of the word sonder uh, I don't no. think so it's, shoot it's uh, one of these fancy German words that has like a crazy meaning I'm pretty sure it's German this one <laughs> so it's spelled S-O-N-D-E-R um, and it means that the profound feeling of when you realise that every single person around you has a complex life as complex as your own yeah. I, so, uh, yeah. Is that, is that right? That is exactly it. Like he's fact checking me live on the show. Just in case. Just so he can go, I was just bullshit, to see you're wrong. Was, <laughs> I was seeing if they were, were going to give like an alternate description for it in case there was like a different. Yeah, way. yeah. That's, that's the only way I've ever seen it described. And I, I understand it. Like, yeah. if you're walking down the street in like a city center and there's thousands of people around you, when it dawns on you that. All those people do have a life as complex as your own with all the different people yeah. that you know and the different re not relationships. Yeah, well, that they could be. That's the thing. Maybe we... I actually <laughs> want to get into simulation theory and th this is something that we might do next week. I might do simulation theory next week. That might be a nice time okay. with this because us just mentioning about things existing outside of our reality, that's where the liminal feels like simulation. Yeah. And that's, I suppose, where it, yeah. it sort of leaks into the back rooms, which is something we're going to be talking about as well. Yes, we will talk about that in a moment. But first, mm. I would like to add some context to... Well, I think the most important thing overall... I've probably said the most important thing a few times. Yeah. But this is genuinely the most important thing about liminal spaces, and I think it is the context. Okay. So let's uh, let's think of it this way. So, let's say I said to you, Harrison, I help blind kids like in my spare time, mm -hmm. yeah? You'd think, what do you think about that? It's a nice thing to do. You know? Nice, helpful thing to do. It's a nice yeah. thing, isn't it? It's a really nice thing. 
Let's say, though, for context, I was in a police station when I said that to you. Okay. Slight- I help blind kids in my spare yeah. time. Sli- slightly less, slightly less nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, is that it's context. It is, yeah. It? Context is everything. So just like with that totally hypoth- hypothetical thing, I don't blind children, just so you're aware. <laughs> I just thought it was like a nice... Oh, I help blind note. children. Holy be. shit, I didn't yeah. take it that that dark. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it didn't plan out, play out how I planned that to happen. It worked way better. <laughs> I help blind children in my spare time. Oh, wait, what? I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about the context. It's so important. And that's why man-made things evoke these feelings in people, mm-hmm. I feel. Is that the context for these buildings or the context you should see them in so let's say you're a water world engineer or something and you're there to fix all the slides because something's broken. Yeah. You're used to seeing it empty. And that the mm-hmm. context to you is there. It's your place of work and that's how it's meant to yeah. be. Okay. To us, we're meant to see it full. And that's why it feels so out of place. Yeah, you're right. I'm wondering if an engineer who worked there or built the place and always saw it empty if he came in when it was full and he was like, that's weird. Not a fan of that. I don't like this very much. Yeah. I know that um, Robin from Black Case Diaries uh, mentioned on on the post I put out on Twitter as well. Uh, She said that she used to work in, I think it was the library at college. Uh, Shout Mm. out to Robin and the rest of Black Case Diaries, by the way. Uh, We love you guys. Yeah, they they said that, well, sorry, she said that she used to lock up at night in the library. And she'd have to check every single aisle of the library stacks to make sure that no one was there when she was locking up. That yeah. feels creepy to me. Very creepy. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of like yeah. the sheer amount of data that is stacked around you. The weight of books. I don't know what it is. There's something that just feels odd about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you find the scariest thing about a library? The weight, the of, weight the of the books. books. <laughs> you never know if <laughs> these shelves are strong enough. The tons and tons of books. There's basically trees in there. Like, there's full trees. Yeah. I wonder how many trees are in a, a like, medium-sized library. I would like to know the average amount of trees in each library. If someone, If someone knows... Someone Please can find us. out. I'm really interested. Yeah. In I don't want to Google it. Yeah, someone find out. Ross, this sounds like it might be your kind of thing to look up. Find out. <laughs> yeah. <I'll>, yeah. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> How many times is the word fuck used in, in like in every library? library? <laughs> in, out of all the books, what's the average Wait, amount? Depends how many Stephen King books they've got. If they've got those, it's probably like 10,000 each one of those. <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. about right. So now we're going to be talking so about sorry. the back rooms. <laughs> Start again. Beautiful. Start again. Keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to be talking about the back rooms, which seem to be some strange version of reality existing outside of our own that connects the liminal to the not liminal. I was trying to think of an unliminal. I don't even know what that antiliminal. Subliminal. No, yes, uh, subliminal. Oh, what's that fucking game called? Subliminal. Oh my god. Uh, that's superliminal. Superliminal. Yeah, I've been playing it at the moment, which is really cool to be playing it while learning about this liminal realities. It's quite very, it's quite cool. Check it out, listeners, if you if you, it's on Game Pass at the moment. So, the original image of the backrooms was posted to 4chan in 2015. Can you believe it, John? I cannot. I would have thought it'd be way older than that. Yes. No. 
You're wrong. I, I thought so too. So. <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. No, you idiot. This is a modern thing in modern times for modern peeps. So the image that was posted was a strange image of an office that was completely empty with yellowed walls, musty, musty carpets, everything's beige, and it just looks like a disgusting place to be. Like, the lights on the ceiling have got that really horrible fluorescent yeah, glow to like them. An archway for each, like a square archway, like in each four walls as well. That's right. Yeah. So it just kind of, it feels like it can just go on forever that you'll just be lost yeah. in this strange liminal space that exists behind our reality, this this back room. And the only way to get there is to no clip out of reality, <laughs> which is, I, I love that as a concept. Like, I think it's a, an interesting concept, like in the Matrix. I think it's the Matrix. It makes me think of revolutions. I think. <laughs> yeah, or, or Gary's mod. Yeah, because like, a lot of people type in no clip and press enter. <laughs> yeah, you just go, just pop up, pop on out. Just... Oh no! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There you go. <laughs> and there's creatures in there, Jordan. No. Can I can I tell you some of my favorite creatures? If you want, mate, go for it. I, I want to. I've got I've got notes written down on them. <laughs> oh, I can fucking I can see <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so facelings, our dear listeners, facelings are humanoid entities that appear as ordinary humans with smooth, featureless patches of skin where their face would be. They dress in mundane clothes and are genuinely friendly and harmless, wandering around aimlessly around the various locations of the back rooms. Both adult and child facelings have been cited, with children being more mischievous and prone to pranks and theft. They are often preyed upon by other, more hostile enemies. Entities, not enemies. Yeah, smilers. <laughs> smilers, Jordan. Smilers are okay. extremely aggressive humanoids that tend to hide in the shadows and darkened hallways, appearing as a pair of shining eyes above a mouth full of sharp, glistening white teeth. They are extremely aggressive and attracted to moving light sources such as flashlights or phones. Attacking them via blunt force trauma, usually by kicking or throwing harmful objects at the wanderer. So the best way to distract a smiler in order to escape is throwing a light source, such as a glow stick. Because we all have fucking rave glow sticks with us when we just pop on into the back rooms. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Do you not? It's the, back, you know, it's, the, it's the glow stick pocket. Hasn't everyone got one of those? Uh, or it says even throwing a lit match. My next problem's here. You throw a lit match, it goes out. Yeah. What kind of matches are Infinity using? matches, maybe. I don't you know what I don't that know. Looks Either like. it's really, really long or it never burns out. I'm not sure. I'll let you decide which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> pulling it out of like yeah, a like, backpack. I can't throw like it, it keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, the next real gross thing about smilers is that they lay eggs. Uh, we found in dark areas on level 1, 2, and 34, and the eggs which hatch into adult smilers after an incubation period of roughly six years, upon finding a nest of smiler eggs, do not, under any circumstances, touch, take, break, or attempt to cook any of them. I would, I would really try the last one. I mean, if you've got infinity matches, you can make a dank omelette out of some smiler eggs. Yeah, I really could. That might be a plan. Yeah, you were good omelette cookie, cookist, cook. Yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> nice. I, make, I make great omelettes. I have been told. I will have you a Victor omelette off. Uh, it depends. What kind of omelette do you like? 
all. <laughs> how, how do you how do you like your omelet cooked, Harrison? Uh, I like it still like soft in the middle. I like a good a good nice browning on the outside. Maybe some cheese in there. Some hot tomatoes. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Easy. Right. Sweet. Cool. We'll do it. <laughs> I was like, I, I want a French omelet. Not happening. Fuck Not you. Happening. <laughs> they aren't that hard. Or Spanish omelets. There's big thick ones. We're getting sidetracked in this ah, spooky sorry. episode. You can tell them back, can't I you? I know. Uh, clumps. Clumps are the next <laughs> ones. <laughs> much like an omelet. <laughs> yes. Much how I like my omelets. Clumps are balls of arms arms in legs. I think it means arms and legs with many unique appearances. Uh, most clumps are quite friendly. However, some have one very long hidden arm. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I'm not sure. I didn't write this. You can laugh all you like. This is taken directly from the back, the back room's wiki. <laughs> one really long hidden arm. If they're just a clump, how where the fuck's it gone? You just like, they're like, hey, look at me. And then it just comes like from around the corner. It's like, in the face. I guess it's just like unfurls from like the center. It says it's like up to, it can grab you from up to eight feet away if you're not careful. Oh God. Once one of these clumps has grabbed you, they'll reveal a set of sharp teeth and begin to pull you in to consume you. And once it consumes you, it is believed that your limbs and possibly fragments of your mind are absorbed into the clumps. Uh, Jordan, clumps typically reside on levels 2 and 4.7. I think it means 4 or 7. I was going to say 4.7. What the fuck? I'm, yeah, I'm on floor It's a liminal uh, space between seven. liminal spaces. Right, it's all right. I'll be, yeah. be up in a minute, I guess. Be up in 0.7 of a stairwell. Uh, one person claims to have seen eyes in the mass of appendages, though this is unconfirmed. I'm going to be completely honest with you here. I didn't mm. know that this was like... Uh, is this like an... <clears throat> Pardon me. Is this like an SCP thing? I think so. It seems that way. Yes. Just because it's got. I know. Don't worry. It, I. I'm. I'm confused because I thought the back rooms are just like you're trapped forever. I didn't realize there's all this like fucking law. No, there's tons of law. Tons and tons of okay. law. Loads of things about it. Loads of ways to get trapped. And loads of not ways to get out. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite possibilities for getting in and Infinite. not getting out. Yeah, so much fun. Uh, dullers, we've got we've got three more. Uh, dullers, dullers are quiet, docile creatures generally found in the lower levels of the back rooms. They appear as smooth, featureless humanoids. They're a fan of smooth humanoids, aren't they? they? Really are. Same. Obviously, a fan fair. of the action man. I would be of. Yeah, I would nothing. be of no interest with my hair. <laughs> Opposite of smooth. Yeah, they'd be scared of me. I'd be their king. They would. They'd run away. <laughs> the king dollar. <laughs> Uh, they appear as smooth, featureless humanoids with dark grey skin and knobbly limbs, walking with an unsteady, wobbling gait. <laughs> we need the clumsy walker t-shirt. I completely forgot about we that. We do. We do. They will have to be added to it, the dullers. They are mostly harmless, often running away from anything that approaches them. Though they have the ability to phase their arms through the walls to grab others on the opposite side to pull them through and consume them. Consume them. How this happens is unknown. Dollar's OP. What are your thoughts? Wall hacks. Dollar is OP. Shouldn't be able to grab things through the walls. That's not fair. Can they pull the things through the walls? Or is it like a comedy sketch where they grab it because their arms can, like, ethereally get through? And they try and pull the person oh, the through. The person's like, poof, ow, poof, ow. <laughs> like, uh, bounce uh, up. Uh, like, <laughs> Stop. I, I prefer that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I prefer that, so we'll go with that. That's how they exist in my it's mind. It's just like there is literally a doorway there. Can you stop slamming into a wall, please? Yeah. 
becoming a human ski on someone's backpack, yeah. just ow, like in ow, the doorway, ow, like, ow. duh, duh, duh. <laughs> the next one's kind of gross. So this is called a skin stealer. They steal skin. <laughs> no. No, weird. <laughs> if you happen across a human who seems a bit off or with visible stitches all, on their all body. All of these are off humans. All of uh, these are off humans. Yeah. So None of these are normal. Like, wow, this one seems off. It must be a skin stealer. No, it's just one of the 25 different fucking humanoid creatures that all well, happen to be very all, smooth. All of these guys are smooth, yeah. So this this one maybe is decided to be less smooth. They might with, be. Huh. They might be, because they're stealing skins, and I presume their skin wouldn't fit quite right. Kind of like the, uh, but the real men in black. smooth skin. Damn, you're right. <laughs> We're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> to the lab. <laughs> to the lab. <laughs> You've got to put your face in. Go, <laughs> go towards the screen. Uh, so skin stealers are humanoid entities with a waxy yellow skin covered in tiny squid-like suckers, a mouthful of scalpel-like teeth, and bulging white eyes sunk in dark sockets. Now, I can feel the sunken dark socket eyes because I, I just resonate with that constantly. <laughs> but this description is not a bit off. It's this not, is, is very it? fucking off. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for an image. Find an image. Pop that, pop that in the video. I'll carry on with the description. That looks... If... Did you find one? <laughs> they look dumb as shit. Who fucking drew pop these? It, pop it in the chat. Let me see. <laughs> Who fucking drew these? They're so stupid. <laughs> Sorry. I want to see. Send to me. Send to me. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> You're like, oh, I will. I'm doing it there. <laughs> That's who I found. They're just so fucking dumb looking. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. They're really smooth. Look at those. They look fucking stupid. How is anyone scared of this? I generally thought the bottom one had a sween, but it doesn't. I don't know. That's oh. like a shadowy sween in the middle. Actually, saying that, <laughs> that's what zoom. this next bit says. If spotted in this naked form, they will immediately rush at whoever saw them, kill them, and tear their skin off with surgical precision, probably with their razor mouths, wearing it over their body along with any clothes their provoker was wearing at the time. Skin stealers will walk about pretending to be human, mimicking any human speech that they've heard, though not truly understanding any of it. That's quite scary. That reminds me of uh, Annihilation. Do you remember the bear yeah, the, I was just thinking that oh, was terrifying. Oh, the best way to beat is, these guys is if hmm. uh, if you're walking past them, say, sorry, mate, didn't see you there. And they're like, oh, you didn't see me. Uh, uh. Yeah, they'll <laughs> just keep saying it. Uh, yeah. I'm actually reading the next book of Annihilation currently. Very really? good. Yeah, it's called oh, Authority. Nice. There's a third one out as well called Acceptance. Worth checking out. Very weird books. I may. Yes. Uh, what else? They don't seem to consume the flayed corpses they leave behind. There you go. That's an ending wasteful. comment on that. It's very wasteful, if anything. Uh, the next and final one is The Disease. Uh, the Disease as named by an unknown explorer, is a virus that lurks within the back rooms. It's usually found by black mold infesting many corners in lower levels, and the symptoms of this virus include irritation of the eyes and skin, itchy okay. skin, yep. hives, yep. all the same thing, uh, nausea, yep. extreme fever, internal bleeding. That's how I would know. That fucking turn. <laughs> it Jesus did. Christ. 
uh, so, uh, sanity loss. I, re- I read that as saintly loss. I've lost my saints. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, uh, where art thou? <laughs> Peter, Paul, John. <laughs> uh, the disease can somehow affect sanity upon coming into contact. And note, these symptoms may occur within two days. So make sure you're not in those liminal spaces for more than two days, people. Okay. What do you think of that loveliness? I was completely on board with like the liminal space and like the office or whatever it's called. The yeah. Back rooms. And then all of these things have kind of just put me right off of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like some really awful, like fucking creepy pasta. It is it's creepy pasta, it is. And I think that's yeah. sort of what's uh expanded the law a lot. Like Yeah. It's less real when you yeah, think about I, it like that. I like the like real reality of the uh the back rooms and like oh maybe you just get caught in like a little time loop thing yeah but that, that's soon, like why i want to it touch was on... like those guys that are yellow and take skin and don't eat the body it's like that's fucking dumb man that's lame <laughs> like, yeah no it not is left it <laughs> <laughs> that's why i wanted to read them out anyway because they are quite hilarious some of those <laughs> they are fucking, they're really funny uh okay but with the simulation theory next week that's why I wanted to touch on that because it's sort of more in tune of what we were talking about earlier to do with like this existence outside of where we are. Yeah. And I want to give a closing thought on, on this episode to the listeners and to you, Jordan, if you'd like Thank this. You. So if something is deemed liminal by being a stopgap between two states or a transitional point, then I want to leave you all with a thought to sleep with. If we begin with birth and then end with death, is not our entire existence liminal? Ooh. That's <laughs> spooky. I know. <laughs> I thought of that and I was like, well done me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Good job. Cool. So, Jordan, Jordan, we're going to do this. Jordan, Jordan, pay attention. Listeners, Okay. we're going to go to the back rooms. We've decided that's the only way to see if this we, is real. We decided... We decided in a group. Okay, sure, fine, whatever, fine. You came back, you came back. And I know it's, it sounds great. All we have to do is no clip. Okay? F- sure, why not? Okay. okay, right, let's go. Do it. We'll try hard. Uh, okay. On three, we're going to do it on three. Oh, okay, right, yeah, I was going to okay. start. But okay. Yeah, One, go. two, three. Nothing's happening. Has? 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 I'm in. I'm I'm in. Oh shit, I think he's gone. Oh fuck. I didn't find out how to get out yet. Um Kennedy Kennedy will help. Jordan, if you can hear me, I'm gonna I'm gonna call call for help. Just just give me a moment. Hey, hey, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've got a problem. Um, remember the, remember the back rooms. You were telling me how, how to get in with the, with the no clip. Yeah. How, how do you get out? Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks. Bye. Uh, well, thank you for listening to Mookie Burrito, the first episode of this. Um, I will see you next week. Maybe Jordan will be back. Uh, like the episode, subscribe, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. 